The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell! You know, I just... <laughs> How you doing tonight? Yeah, you know, I'm doing good. That's good. That's good. I just, I realized, you know, last week I was so negative. I was so negative. And I, I feel bad about that. But even now, as I say, the hit CW show, it's not a hit CW show anymore. Is it not? I don't think it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's been around for nine nine years. That's that ain't not, well. I think technically ten years, but not nine seasons. That that ain't nothing. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. They qual- what what qualifies a hit CW show? I I I don't know. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Right, I will well, say hey. this when I yeah. when I go to the CW app or the CW show to watch it or the, the CW website or whatever to watch it. Like it used to be, and I don't know if they just changed their website, but it used to be like that was the first thing when you clicked on shows. It was like the Flash. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, here's all of our new shows. Oh, you want to see the other shows? You got to click this tab. And then the flash is there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about this episode, man. We got a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't mean to start it on a negative note. I actually, there's, there's a lot of fun to talk about in this episode. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a mixed bag, but what isn't these days, uh, before we, we dive into it though, uh, Bell, you saw quantum mania, uh, recently. Yes, I did. Okay, cool. I think I think we may, might need to talk about that after uh, after we record this. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. Let's do it. Is, is people getting two for the price of one this week? It sounds like it. All right, all right. So stay tuned to be on the lookout for that. I'll also make mention of the fact that uh, I've been putting out some of the uh, the TV talk minis uh, doing for uh, Picard season three. For uh, for those of you who don't know, I am what uh, what uh, Star Trek fans call a filthy casual. And so, uh, <laughs> and so you get my my takes on Picard season three. Also doing the Bad Batch, we got the Mandalorian coming up, so we got a lot of good TV going on right now uh, that we want to encourage you to check out. All right, let's talk about the Flash, shall we? Let's do it. Let's get into the rundown. The, the rundown. rundown. <laughs> Episode three of season nine, Rogues War. A Rogues of War is more accurate. Rogues of War. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Brenton Spencer and story by Sam Chelson. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, the rogues, Mercer Wazek and new recruit Michelle Lamar slash Murmur, steal a temporal scanner from Corbin Tapped Industries. Barry realizes that they're trying to build a cosmic treadmill, but will need a vibration engine and assembles Hartley, Mark, Yako Birch and Goldface to steal it before the rogues can. They decide to do the mission without him until Barry agrees to trust and compensate them. He does so, but Mark betrays the group and reveals his allegiances to the rogues in exchange for Frost's resurrection. The rogues intercept Barry's group while the speedster temporarily disables his speed and escapes with the engine and the rogues. Meanwhile, Keon tries to convince Allegra to stop avoiding Chester. Iris worries that the speedster is the new avatar for the negative speeds force. 
Hartley, Yako, and Goldface agree to continue assisting Team Flash. Chester informs Team Flash that the rogue's equipment are advanced Wayne Enterprises designs, and Luke Fox mentioned that Ryan Wilder slash Batwoman has gone missing. The speedster reveals herself to the rogues as someone that resembles Ryan. Dun, dun, dun. Bell. Okay. All right. So much to talk about this week. Let me let me just start it off here. On its face, not its gold face, but on its face, <laughs> this episode is actually a really fantastic premise. What we have here is a really like cool concept, right? We've got rogues, an evil group of rogues that are teaming up to steal something in order to stop this from happening and to save the day. The Flash must then steal it first, except for Twist. The Flash is not actually a thief. He's not going to break the law. So what does he do? He assembles a group of alternative rogues, rogues that he can pseudo count on, the morally gray of the rogues, to have a rogues on rogues rumble, a full down war of the rogues, if you will. This is a cool concept. Now add a little bit of an additional twist of having one of those rogues ultimately betray the Flash, because of course you can't count the villains to, to support the hero without somebody pulling the old Uno reverse on him. And you got yourself a really great plot line to a really awesome Flash episode of seasons one through three. But here's the problem, Bell. Here's the problem. We're not in seasons one through three. We're in season nine, which means when it comes down to a full on rogues rumble, we're not talking weather wizard. We're not talking Captain Cold. We're not talking heat wave. We're not talking, you know, uh, the, the trickster. We're not talking. Well, well, I was going to say Captain Boomerang, but we're not talking to Captain Boomerang with the right <laughs> accent. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the off brand rogues that we've got left in the dregs. Of this entire pot pool, cis pool, whatchamacallit, of, I this don't know. Like, this is like when you're out with your mom, and you're like, Mom, I want rogues. And your mom goes, we have rogues at home. These are the rogues at home. <laughs> These are the rogues at home. These Except are the rogues. for Goldface. I love Goldface. He's the I best. I knew you'd go there. He steals every scene that he's in. He's wonderful. <laughs> and he, yeah. Okay, no, don't get me wrong. It was funny because as I'm watching this and I'm like, oh man, like who are they gonna pull out? Because don't get me wrong, Hartley's legit. Hartley, that's he's an OG rogue. He he dates back to season one, and you know, he adds some some solid validity. And I will say that, you know, Captain Boomerang, again, this is a top-tier rogue in theory. However, we're dealing with a non-Aussie boomerang, so we're still dealing with an off-brand version <laughs> of what should be a top-tier rogue. And then, you know, Murmur, who I kind of forgot about, and or is this her first introduction? So I'm trying to remember the name of the rogue. It was all Bendy and stuff. No, it wasn't him. Like, that dude was, uh, I got, uh, oh, gosh, what, that dude was awesome, but I can't think of his name at the moment. Yeah, like, that's who I thought this was at first. And I was like, no, that's not, Murmur is not the name. No, 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 and, no, no. And I was going to be very disappointed that they recast him without any reason to. So we, so we got Murmur, we got off-brand Captain Boomerang, and we've got a recast Fiddler, and that's who Batwoman, I mean, sorry, sorry, Red Death has, has kind of pulled together here to be her posse. All right, so then we get, okay, Grant, I mean, Barry, I mean, he's going out there, and he's like, okay, I need, I'm going to give it some rogues myself. So I'm going to get Chillblain, which isn't really that big of an ask, because suddenly Chillblain's in, like, the opening credit sequence, which is ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> And then, and then it's like, okay, so we got Chillblain. All right, fine. We obviously, we've got uh, we've got Pied Piper, which is fine. Excellent. Good. Like Pied Piper. That's a, that's an OG. We're, we're good here. Then he goes off 
and he gets uh Jocko or you know Jocko Blacko, if you will. <laughs> so we get yeah. off-brand Jack Black returning in his off-brand Jack Blackness. Who else could he have gotten? I, mean, I feel like Captain Cold and Heat Wave, and that'd be like that. <laughs> like well, yeah, but they're, they're all there. dead or retired or you know in a different timeline. Yeah, fair enough. All right, but my point is he gets he gets off-brand Jack Black. And, uh, you know, with, with the fire powers, it's like, okay, well, we can't have Captain Cold. <laughs> We've got Captain Cold at home. Ah, Chillblain is Captain Cold at home. Okay, we can't have Heat Wave. So who, who's Heat Wave at home? It's Jacko, Jocko Blacko. That's who we got. That's who we've got as our, our Heat Wave. And then who to bring them all together? Who's going to be the final one? And I'm just sitting here, Bell. And I'm sitting here and I'm watching this. I'm like, you know, we're already scraping the bottom of the barrel who who else are they gonna get? And I think about Bendy Dude. I'm like, okay, he could get Bendy Dude, but I feel like they would have promoted that more if that was the case. Yeah. And no, the car rolls up, and I'm like, oh shoot. No, I even before the, before his gold-plated shoes pop out the car bell, I know it's freaking gold face. And I know you love some gold face, but <laughs> gold I face just is the can't. best. Come on. I think what I like about Goldface so much is that he he brings the ridiculousness to the show. Like he feels very legendsy. And and I like that feel like w- the show's been going on nine season. It gets more and more ridiculous. And so I, I think the more you lean into that, the better things turn up. But like, you know, we're, we're, we're like increasing the drama and things like that. And, you know, I, I don't know, maybe just uh, make it goofy and Goldface. He, yeah, he's the best. Yeah, there's just something about this guy that just is always off to me. It's always off. But regardless, Goldface is back. You're happy that he's back. He broke up. He sold out his lady friends. And uh, it's a bit of a sore spot. He's crying himself to sleep. He's got book. Look, that was confidential information. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I'll tell you what it is. I actually don't mind the writing for Goldface in terms of like the way in which his character is like, oh, I'm like this, this crime boss. But then also we have like this sensitivity training back at the <laughs> at the clubhouse right like <laughs> we've got our our book club and whatnot i i like that in theory i just i think it's this actor there's just a an, an off energy i i don't know if i can have the words to really put it into place but he just he, he seems off i'll just put it that way yes because he should be in legends oh gosh you know what he actually would make a fantastic you know what yes bell i think this guy would have owned legends that's that's true i think that would have worked yeah yeah but no, Goldface is here, and so we do have our group of, uh, you know, quote unquote, good guy rogues that are all here going to help Barry. It's nice to see that they're, you know, they all have varying interests that are going to conflict with each other. You know, can we trust them? Can we not trust them? Obviously, we can't trust them. They're rogues. But I don't know. This is this is the set. This is this is the thing. And as I mentioned, it's hard for me to get excited for this particular group of rogues. I love this concept. I hate this cast. <laughs> Look, it was a fun episode. Um, I liked that they got a lot of use out of the prop for the uh, uh, power generators. Okay. It was, if you, I mean, it was kind of hard to miss, but if you look at it, it's the same prop with different lights, with different lighting in the room that it was in to make it look like three <laughs> different rooms. <laughs> but I mean, you can't be spending all this money on these generator, you know, when you only, you only really need one. That's right. You're, they're cutting. They're cutting costs on generators, and they're cutting costs on on rogues. That's the other thing they cut costs on. <laughs> they're like, oh, let's uh, let's let's bring. I mean, it's just, it's the final season, Bell. I don't care that he died at the end of time. You can get freaking Captain Cold back post crisis. That's not like you know what I mean. Like logically, you can make that leap. Financially, maybe not. 
You know, Heat Wave, I don't know where the legends are these days. I know Heat Wave has a romance novel book service or whatever he's doing, but you could bring him back for the final season. He was introduced on The Flash. Yeah. I mean, why not? Because budget, that's why not. Like, that, as you pointed out, they're, they're cutting costs on, on shield generators. So, I mean, like, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, we're not getting. You got to you gotta pay for the CG for Red Death somehow. Well, that's true. That is true. And that, that does, that does look quite good. Um, but yeah. Okay. But so ultimately, man, what do you, what do you think about this lineup? I mean, you know, is, is there anybody in particular that you wish you could have seen or, or do you think this is actually, uh, you know, the best way to go with it? Well, I mean, you know, uh, I'm not going to sit here and, and pretend like Captain Cold or Heat Wave or even on the menu. So thinking of some of the others that we've seen, we saw Tar Pit earlier, like the very first episode, the little dream sequence or whatnot. Um, Girder, back from Girder? season one. We that's haven't cool. had Girder in for a while. That's that's a that's a good that's a reach, but that's pretty good. I mean, what's that guy doing? You know, he's got to be doing something. What about Snake Eye guy? No, that actually that would be terrible. I feel like we would have gotten Snake Eye guy this uh... <laughs> Rainbow Raider. That would have been cool. Rainbow Raider. Now, see, they Rainbow Raider would have been fantastic. Also, you know, there's also uh, what now here's a here's a theory. What if what if you uh, switched it up with your Weather Wizard? In a post-crisis world, and it's uh, it's uh, Chad Rook's brother therein of maybe he survived, and now he's the weather wizard post-crisis. You mean Chad Rook survived and his brother didn't? Because they were but, both weather wizard at some point. No, that wasn't Chad. Chad was the first weather wizard, but then his, his brother, brother ended along, up. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a minute. I can't I can't quite recall. But I'm just saying they could they could mix it up. That'd be a great nod to the the first the pilot episode. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Ah. <sighs> What are they doing, Bell? What are they? They're breaking my heart. That's what they're doing. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, sorry. I came in. I came in too negative, <laughs> too, too early on. I apologize. <laughs> I'm throwing I mean, it. Yeah, it was fun though. Like it was. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was a fun episode. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of those situations that we're hitting now where it's like, you know, we have to depower Barry because he's like super powerful now. And in this case, you know, it was like we don't want him to steal. Uh, and there's meta dampeners. You know, um, but uh, now riddle me this, though. One big question that I have is, can the negative speed force discharge Barry's speed force? Is that is that a new thing that it did? Or is this something that's happened in the past that I just missed? So this is where it gets a little dangerous. If we go based off of our knowledge of the past, they could very well retcon it. But at the same time, if we go based off of what was established early on in the series, the concept was that Eobard was harvesting speed force energy that Barry was generating in order to turn that into negative speed force, right? And so the idea was that if without a flash, without somebody generating that speed force, there would be no neg there would be no negative speed force for uh for Eobard to kind of pull off of. So, you know, over time we've seen that change a little bit where negative speed force uh ends up being a little bit more emotionally tied. That doesn't necessarily take away from what came before. I mean, obviously, we're living in a world where there's plenty of speed force. Barry's been generating it for years now. Um, so I don't know that this necessarily cancels it out, but you could make the argument that it feeds off of it. Yeah, because I'm just trying to figure out how Barry's speed was just turned off. And if that's something that any speedster who uses the negative speed force has done before. You talk about early on because that was from the meta suppressors. No, 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 no. I'm talking about when Red Death shows up and knocks out all of team flash rogue or, or rogue flash or team <laughs> team rogue, rogue team rogue <laughs> and carts off all of uh uh the the other rogues barry said you know my speed was dampened because you know you know negative speed force 
And I don't know if that's something that changed when they did the whole forces thing. And uh, yeah. now that he's an avatar of it, like maybe he gets special new powers now. Or I guess she gets special new powers now because it's uh, it's different. But I don't know. I was just trying to figure out if this was like a new thing where it was like, oh, uh, the, the reverse or the negative speed force like just kind of turned off Barry's speed for for a short time. And and if and if the negative speed force can do that to Barry, then shouldn't Barry be able to do that? to someone who uses the negative speed force with i don't regular- know man the reality is, is they they change it they make it up and they said words so now i guess the words are the way it is for now <laughs> <laughs> is it based off of what we what, what has come before no but i mean there's also an argument to be made that you know if you want a head candidate post-crisis everything's different so perhaps even the speed force is different in a post-crisis world yeah, yeah, but I don't know. You know, I mean, overall, I think it was a fun episode. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of history with rogues, and there's a lot of like you know really good memories with a lot of the old earlier rogues. And so, yeah, I mean, it, I wouldn't say it feels cheap, but it doesn't it doesn't feel it, for 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 finally getting like a rogue team up nine seasons in. That was kind of neat, but it wasn't the rogues that I would have liked to have seen. In a, yeah, these weren't the rogues we were looking for. And I mean, like, <laughs> what a great time it could have been to put on those nostalgia bo- goggles here at the final season, pull out all the stops, get get the classics back in. That would have been in- incredible. And like I said, yeah. even if even if like you go with the Chad Rook route with the the Weather Wizard, then that still a nod to the pilot episode. Like that would have been incredible. Yeah, the pilot episode, the last season. You know, I mean, that would have been awesome. Yeah. They're coasting, Bell. They've been at this for a long time, and they're coasting. We'll talk a little bit about that in our Ant-Man review. Anyway, um, I got to give you your props, because I feel like you called something last week that I did not give you enough props for calling. Yeah. Keon is Poison Isley. I told you. You you were you were totally right. She's over here talking to plants. Yeah, she's talking to plants. She's like a nature empath person. She's going to go crazy, and she's going to be... I like Pamela Isley, by the way. That was That was better than... You like that? Then, uh, <laughs> uh, what did I say? It was, yeah, honestly, I, I couldn't quite recall what you said, but I just, or like, like Frost Ivy or something like that. Killer, I, I can't remember. Yeah, I Snow Killer Ivy. Ivy. Yeah. Or Snipe. Kill, yeah. Killer Ivy or, 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 yeah. I don't know. Pamela Isley is, is a lot better. Let, let's That's go with pretty that. good, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Pamela Isley. Yeah. But, but yeah. So, right, right. She's talking to plants. You know, she's making all these plant analogies. To people's problems like you know uh calling allegra daffodil you know she she's plant-based and they're they're not they're they're not gonna they're not gonna have her go evil i know they won't um right. but it, but it's nice to think about maybe yeah so so we're gonna get a yeah pamela isley who is a good poison ivy which yep you know that ice no snow based <laughs> character talking to plants just fantastic stuff there. Just, just no, no, no. Just... They're gonna find it in the notes of you know Caitlin's dad, where it was like you know I use the ice to make you know a bodyguard, and I use the plants to make a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> to counterbalance it. I'm gonna totally mess up this kid, and then I'm just gonna inject this like uh, a plant psychology. It'll be it'll be great. It'll be wonderful. Yeah, it all maybe. makes sense in the future. Maybe probably not. Chlorophyll, more like borophyll. Uh, speaking of borophyll, <laughs> Allegra and Jester have relationship Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mm. Speaking of borophyll, Allegra and Jester have relationship problems. 
They don't even have a relationship. They don't even I, I couldn't even keep a straight face. Ah, I mean, come on. I mean, I think, I think season. we should give this exactly the amount of energy that the episode gave it. So Legra and Chester are having issues, but they'll probably be fine. Ready to move on to the next thing? Oh, God. I actually do like, I was thinking about it as I was watching this episode and I was thinking like, you know, I actually really do like Allegra though. She's grown on me as a character and I don't dislike Chester. I like Chester a lot as well. I think he's been, you know, in, in terms of being kind of a, uh, I don't want to say Cisco 2.0, but like a replacement of Cisco, which is essentially exactly what he has been. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's solid. I just, you know, I don't have a whole lot invested in their relationship. I hope they get together, but if they don't, you know, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. So good, good luck guys. I'm sure you'll make it work before the end of the series. Uh, and then <laughs> finally, man, if we kind of bring it on home, we do get the research all done. And we find out of course that, uh, Wayne Enterprises and Luke Fox, the son, if I'm remembering correctly, of Lucius Fox, are responsible for the gear that is being worn by Red Death. Now, this is, uh, you know, obviously you and I, we've known this since the beginning. We were all teased with the the logo after the first episode, and those familiar enough with the comics kind of started putting two and two together. We don't have a Batman in this universe uh, cast, that is. I know that there's been a Batman, but there hasn't been one cast and so for the purposes of the DC TV universe, it makes total sense that this would be Batwoman. Uh, Batwoman, who, by the way, we learn has been missing. That is going to bring us to Speedster Speculation. We'll be right back after this break, and then we'll dump it, jump into it. Hi, this is John Wesley Shipp, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. Red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow. Speedster speculation. All right, man. We know that Batwoman is missing in Gotham, and here we have Red Death rolling around with the face, Ryan Wilder. Uh, what do you think's going on, man? Is this our Batwoman after all? So I don't think so because her hair was different. Um <laughs> when I in think, doubt, look to the hair. Right. I I I I'm kind of thinking just because you know there's been a lot of recycling and rehashing you know in, in the Flash that we're gonna have another Man in the Iron Mask situation where our Batwoman is mm. trapped and imprisoned somewhere by this other Earth Batwoman who is who uh uh you know destroyed the Flash in her universe and now has traveled to ours because like does our Batwoman know about the cosmic treadmill? you know, that Barry has, like, why would she? So my thought is that this is a Batwoman from the future who used the cosmic treadmill in her universe to destroy the flash and take his power and stuff. And now she's trying to do the same thing in this universe, either because she somehow got transported here accidentally. Um, Ooh. or she is, um, you know, once she, she wants to go in, in on a crusade to like destroy all the flashes. Now, that's interesting. I wonder. So, OK, I, I agree with you that this is probably not our Batwoman. That this is somebody from an alternate universe, uh, somebody from across the multiverse who's kind of made their way into this one. Um, you know, the, the, the cosmic treadmill was interesting. Like I was I was wondering about that early on, because on the one hand, you're like, well, surely she had to use a cosmic treadmill in order to get the speed that she had if they're going with a similar route of the comics. So why need another one? Is she trying to get back to her home universe? Is she going to like, you know, harness Barry in the same way that she may have harnessed the Barry Allen of her universe? Possibly. But I'm also wondering, 
why then? Like she said specifically, she wants to take revenge on Central City for what the Flash did, right? Like that's what she stated. Yes. Um. So maybe this is like a a, a repercussion of um like the crisis and stuff like that. It could be. It could also be. I mean, that would make sense actually, um, given the the negative uh, multiverse and kind of the way that's all tied together. Uh, that would actually be really awesome. I'm wondering though. Given the fact that last season with kind of the whole forces coming together and Eobard being this massive, like evil kind of negative force avatar, I wonder if that is probably in some form or fashion, either responsible for Red Death. Um, Okay. All right. Here here we go. Here we go. Here's my thought. Working theory. Here we go. Eobard dies, right? Like he explodes and such. Yes. All of that negative energy blasts off. And has to go somewhere. So what if it like blasts off and lands on Red Death's universe and it like hits her, but in so doing destroys all of Gotham. So now she has all of this negative force energy, maybe not like to the same degree that Eobard had last season, but like now she has access to the negative speed force because we're getting struck by this like evil lightning cluster. Gotham is absolutely decimated and she blames Barry Allen. So what does she want to do? She finds she's going to go to Central City and she is going to destroy the Central City of her of Barry's universe because this is the Central City where that blast came from and she blames the Flash for being the one that unleashed this lightning because he was the one that defeated Eobard, right? So a city for a city. This is kind of the justice of Red Death. Oh yeah, that that can make sense. There you go, and maybe the cosmic speed, uh, a, a cosmic uh, treadmill rather, is going to create some sort of speed bomb essentially that she's going to then use and run on, possibly even being willing to sacrifice herself in the process while taking out the city. Yeah, that could be I, interesting. I think that's a good theory right there. That's not bad for off the cuff. I, I would I would agree. Yeah, I mean, like you know, the the justice aspect of it alone was pretty good like you destroyed my city so it's only fair that i destroy yours okay we'll give you another twist on this keon we've been seeing throughout poison uh, pamela Isley. uh her whole thing seems to about life and rebirth right and renewal so is it possible that we could see a situation if barry is able to do the care bear stare and bring down red death that Kion would return back to her earth and somehow use her powers to restore life to the Gotham of that, that universe. Uh, no. Oh, okay. I took it too far. Yeah. I, I mean, if the city's destroyed, all the people are dead. Would she can like grow a garden in the Cause, ruins? Cause, cause her fourth personality bell is going to <laughs> pop out at that point. And that one is going to be Jesus. And she's going to like somehow resurrect all of humanity. It's like Lazarus, the Valley of dry bones. It's severed. It's Gotham. <sighs> or, or you know what? <laughs> or perhaps even more powerful. It's going to be Cecile. And Cecile, <laughs> with her new godlike abilities, will go and restore. You know what? I may have overshot it. I may have overshot it here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we uh, we we've we've lost it. <laughs> anyway, I, but I, I have a feeling, given the fact that we're dealing with Red Death, that this is kind of a character who has, you know, death is right there in the name. This is a destroyer of worlds, or, or seeks to be. And given the fact that they're taking such a different and I'll just say weird direction with Keon and Pamela Isley. 
Like this, this is not killer frost. This makes no sense unless the only sense it's supposed to make is as kind of a MacGuffin, you know, or kind of a, like a do it deus ex machina for like later on in the season where her new connection with life is going to play a part in defeating somebody with kind of this connection to death. Right. So that's, I just, I have a feeling these two, these two are tied together. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt that they have to find a way to, I mean, I guess they don't have to, but it'd be nice if they found a way to tie Keon into Red Death's story in a way that made sense and wasn't like, you know, yeah, dumb. Remember when we did the Rogues Rumble back in the day as like a like a March Madness thing? Yeah. And it's classic, classic Flash Flash TV talk back in the day. Absolutely, man. We should I was just we should thinking like I was looking at this list of rogues that we had in this episode, and I'm like, this this is such a sad rogues rumble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking it goes all the way like it's it's Hartley versus Goldface, but I, I got to give it to Hartley. Are we talking about like based on which one you like better or which one you think would win? Both. <laughs> I think. I mean, okay, all right. Let me let me just let me just hit you with this. All right, Chill Blaine versus uh, Jocko Blocko. Oh, Fire versus Ice, classic, classic, uh, classic matchup there. I'm gonna have to give it to Chill Blaine just because I think he is uh, more seasoned of a bad guy. And and would would beat him there. He wouldn't hold back. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, uh, uh whisper. I'm sorry. Murmur versus fiddler. Uh, murmur appears to be deaf. Therefore, I think that is a uh, a given that that murmur would win that because uh, you, you got sonic stuff. I mean, granted, sound waves can still have an effect on you even if you can't hear them. But like, you just like Hartley, it impacted his heart. However. Not being what able did, to what hear did Murmur the sound do wave. again? What was her deal? She, she had stabs knives? people, stabs people with a future cyber knife. That she stabs people. Yeah, but like they can all stab people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she's a serial killer because she wears a creepy face. They're all serial killers. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I, I, right, so Iris explained Murmur. <laughs> Iris explained what Murmur was because like she did a story on her, uh-huh. and I was just like, okay, that's uninspired. I, I, I was I was expecting um, Bendy guy. And... Okay, all right. So, all right. Then murmur versus uh, versus a uh, 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 off-brand boomerang. That's a, that's that's an interesting one because uh, they both have stabby weapons. Um, that's true. But boomerang stabby weapons come back to him. I'm gonna give and it to boomerang. I think in in a distance situation, it's got to give it to boomerang, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it to boomerang, hundred percent. Okay. Then uh, goldfish versus chillblain. Uh, goldfish, hundred percent. Okay. Then goldfish versus boomerang. Goldface, hundred percent. Okay, then Goldface versus uh, Hartley. Goldface, hundred percent. Shut up, Meg. All right. <laughs> Actually, Goldface versus Hartley would be interesting because Hartley specifically said that there was no gold in his gauntlets, so Goldface couldn't disable them. Exactly. Um, but Goldface, hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> you just like that that legends let's, let's keep that's going. all that let's is. keep that's... going let's keep going who else uh, no, that's it. that Barry. was all of our rogues Goldface. Goldface <laughs> versus cecile Goldface. Goldface <laughs> versus joe Goldface. Goldface versus arrow Goldface. Goldface versus specter arrow Goldface. Uh-huh. the specter arrow is basically like like he's he's essentially god Goldface versus God. That's a good one. Goldface. <laughs> golden idol. My goodness gracious. All right. Somehow this became the most sacrilegious episode <laughs> of Flash TV Talk history. Oh man. All right. Well, there you go. Those are our thoughts on the episode. About any, any other final thoughts uh you know about this one? 
Um, Goldface wins, hands down. Uh, Goldface wins. I will say the only thing that Goldface doesn't win is a creme brulee cookoff because nobody can come even close to Barry and Iris in that. So there you go. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> All right. Well, let us know your thoughts on this episode and more. Head over to TV Talk FM. That is to say, twitter.com slash TV Talk FM. Love to hear your thoughts there. Hey, follow Bell. Follow him at, at Ring That Bell and tell him what you really think of him. Tell him that you love him. Do that's it. what you really think. Uh, that is going to do it for us for today. But for me, for Bell, for Bell's mom. Hi, mom. That's the wrong outro, but whatever. <laughs> no, who cares? It's the wrong roads. We'll be back in a flash. <laughs>